Yo, what's good? It's your boy Nate. You already know what we're about to do. We're about to drop another classic. About to drop another uh tape. You already know what I'm saying. If you ain't slap your mother, get that back end ready. If you ain't get your chips, go get them. Because we're about to get straight to it. Let's go. So, shout out to Jesus Christ, you know, personal Lord and Savior, you know, big homie. But, you know, just give me a brief thing of the day or just what's been on my mind real quick. Breakfast was garbage. I don't have me like a stale breakfast bar. My breakfast shake, the wrapping slid right off. Made me think somebody was already in it before I was in it. Um, and then just thinking about like the things going on around. Like, bro, I keep getting parking tickets. Like, why don't y'all have nowhere for me to park? Like, bro. These folks need to show me some more respect, bro. Like, that's just how I feel. <laughs> like, honestly, like, y'all finna make me start a GoFundMe, start a, start a, uh, a OnlyFans or something. Like, bro, I need some respect. Like, y'all take it in me, man. <laughs> but aside from all that, you know, God, God's been dealing with me, humbling me. Um, it just feel like I've been going through a humbling experience. But, you know, I wanted to get on here and because, like, the word, like, theology has been on my mind recently. And, like, what theology is, is the study of the nature of God. And so with that, like, I know a lot of times when people look for their meaning, their purpose, and most of the time they be like, what else is out there? Like, is there anything else out there? Whatever well, is, something else out there. And yes, God does exist. God is real. And, you know, he sent his son on the cross to die for our sins 2,000 years ago. And the difference from theology and Mythology, like, you know, Greek mythology, like, bro, it's a myth, bro, like, I don't even know why they teach that crap in school, like, that's what makes me so upset, like, why I teach history of ancient civilizations and their foreign false gods, but you don't want to teach a actual god, and that's just something that bothers me, I mean, I know we're in a crumbling world. I know people shun the truth. Just like the Bible said, uh, light has come into the world and man chose darkness. And that's already true. That's always been true. And then in the Bible, it talks about uh, the truth so sets you free. But you had to accept the truth. You had to be willing to accept the truth. Because once you're willing to accept the truth, that's when you can open your heart up to Jesus Christ and understand that he's here to deliver you. Not to condemn you, not to judge you because Jesus came into the world that he may not condemn the world, but save the world. 
So with all that being said, like, I want to, like, pinpoint the difference in, like, Christianity, like, literally, like, a lot of religions, a lot of teachings talk on, like, say, uh, Muslims, they think through good works that they can get to heaven. And that's not true because in the Bible it talks about we're saved by grace through faith. But I'm not just like pointing out Muslims or nothing, but I'm just saying like you have a bunch of religious groups that have their truths, but not everything in that belief system is true. But I wanted to read y'all uh, John 14 and 6. And Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And if you don't understand that, uh, you know what? I ain't going to say you dumb, but in the Bible it talks about you just on your mother's milk still. You're not able to like comprehend like the spiritual meat. You just... You need to grow up. You need some spiritual awakening. I'm going to say you don't though, but it's whatever. But what this is saying is there's only one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. So follow me. Now I'm taking y'all to 1 Corinthians 15 and 14. And it says, if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and is your faith is also vain. So it's letting you know that first off, God sent his son into the earth to die for sins. Not for a specific race, not for uh uh particular people. He sent his son to die for the entire world, which is John 316. And Paul's letting it be known that if Christ had not been risen, then literally all this is for nothing. Like the preaching, all the all the uh just just everything is for nothing. Because without Jesus, um, you know, without God. Uh, converting from the old covenant to the new covenant, which is sending Jesus Christ to die for sins, to where we are able to have the Holy Spirit. Like, there would literally be no way for us to enter the kingdom of God, except for through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. So, I know a lot of times uh, a quality that doesn't be taught about God is. God's justice, his righteousness, and everybody knows his all-loving. But to be all-loving, you have to have a standard. You have to have a judgment system. You have to uh, also be righteous because God's, God's love is a righteous type of love.
and we all know God standard is sin sinless you can't you can't stand before God as a sinner and think you're going to heaven and with that I just wanted to like briefly go through uh Romans 1 and verse 18 through about like I guess till I finish so it talks about the uh the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness so a lot of times I'm gonna give an example so atheists atheists suppress the truth which is dumb but in the bible it talks about they suppress the truth by their wickedness so the only reason they suppress the truth is because they don't want to change we as people have hardened hearts since what may be known about god is plain to them because god has made it plain to them so verse 19 god's talking about how everything about god is made known like bro the Big Bang Theory, throw that out. Throw, throw that in the trash. Like, come on, bro. Nothing came from nothing. Something came from nothing, my bad. So, that, that that that's thrown out. God spoke his word, and through his word, he made the universe. He made the earth. And then you just look around like, bro, how? How all this stuff created itself? Like, come on, bro. Like, don't, don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. Verse 20. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen. And it's just letting you know that literally, like, just what I said, like, don't be a fool. Being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. For although they know God, they need to glorify him as God nor gave thanks to him. And like I said, that's just having a heart and heart and like really not wanting to acknowledge that there is a God that cares about you. There is a God that loves you. There is a God that has standards. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. And when it talks about they claim to be wise, they became fools. God talks about his ways are not our ways. Our, his thinking is not our thinking. So we got to understand that there's a reason why we have to submit to God's will and not our own will. And verse 23, and exchange the glory of the immortal God for images made to light, made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore God gave them over to sinful God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. Verse 25, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and created worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who was forever praised. Verse 26, because of this God gave them over to shameful lust. Lust is not love. A lot of people can't distinguish the, the two. Just because you get affection towards you, just because you get compliments, just because 
you get all this on the surface stuff like that's cool sort of but like love and lust is they're so contrary because a lustful act goes against the things of God if you're walking in true love and God has there's different types of love I'm not gonna go into that but there's there's like four different types of love that the Bible talks about but just know like love and lust are different and it's also like, even that women exchange natural sexual relations for unnatural ones in the same way the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for the error and when it talks about that because we all know that God created male and female so we all know that it's a sin to be homosexual we all know that it's, it's not that you can't be saved you just have to understand that hey God loves you but he doesn't love a sin he doesn't love that act because you can't there's there's no way you can you're going against the, the the quality of life that God ordained and then even with that like you can't create life in that sinful act like bro what are you gonna do I don't get it like and that's why it's a a, a, a lustful shameful act in verse 28 though furthermore just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain knowledge of God so God gave them over to a uh, depraved mind so that they do what ought not be done and he's just letting it know that since y'all want to throw me in the back of y'all mind since y'all want to put me on the back burner then I'm going to let y'all do what y'all do y'all know the penalty y'all know my standard y'all know my my righteous ways but since you want to throw me on the side then I'm going to throw you on the side just know I'm always there, but shoot, you you have the free will to choose and make these dumb decisions. Verse 29, they have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They gossip, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways to do evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. And in verse 32, it says, Although they know God's righteous decree, that those who do such things deserve death. They not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. So... The key words with that is they deserve death. If you continue to do these fleshly acts, these sinful desires, these sinful things, you're going to end up going to hell. And with that, it talks about how in verse uh, 32, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. Like every group isn't a group to... um be around or being and I say that because a lot of times you may think them people are your friends but like bro if they're encouraging you to do wrong if they're encouraging you 
to go against the uh the things of God, then you might need to revamp and re rethink your circle because they 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 could that that train to hell like they could be handing you that ticket. Okay, so I know I just gave y'all a rundown of the things God doesn't like, the things God disproves of, the things that just, you know, us as humans are. Like, bro, that is a typical human. But I know a lot of people don't comprehend that when you are saved by Jesus Christ, he gives you the spirit. The comforter. And so with that, I'ma tell you what the comforter is to help because it, it without the comforter, you're not gonna be able to be Christ like. You're not going to be able to um fulfill the things of the spirit, but you're going to be able to you're gonna continue to walk in the things of the flesh. So Going to Galatians 5, I'm going to start at verses 13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. But it talks about that being the law. If you bite and devour each other, watch out for it. You will be destroyed by each other. So I say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And these are the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. And that's why a lot of people also got to understand that we, we, we're not in a race war. We're not in a of uh, 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 a human battle against one another, like the gangs, the 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 white supremacists, all that is a spiritual battle against spiritual wickedness, principalities, and just demons and the devil himself. And it says they are in conflict with one with each other. So that you are not to do whatever you want. Which is the spirit fighting against the flesh. But, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. And the law is the, the, the Ten Commandments that we all know that nobody can follow like 100% because we're just human and, you know, we fall. And in verse 19, it says the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, adultery, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, rage, selfish, ambitious, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So that's letting you know also like, hey, you are going to hell. God's letting it know, be known. You cannot enter the kingdom of God that way. I don't care if you're a nice person. I don't care 
if like bro i don't i don't care god doesn't care like if you die in your sinful ways you are going to hell my verse 22 it says but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace forbearance kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such things there is no law and again the law is the uh the ten commandments so with the so with these uh the fruits of the spirit god is able to teach you how to be christ-like he's, he's able to teach you how to uh be like jesus in a sense so so once you receive the uh the holy ghost it you should start to uh you should be in the sanctification process to where you're slowly stripping away those sinful things you used to do. And verse 25, it says, those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. And in uh, Galatians 6, it talks about how we as people should help one another as far as, like, when somebody falls to their sin. Like, you know, the Bible says, judge righteously. And I get that. But in Galatians 5, it talks about how to pick your brother up in the church, how to uh, pick them up, direct them, and, you know, get them back going. Like, don't kick him while he's down you feel me so as i said you know just going with how god said he will be with with you i mean you know god is i'm not he's ever present but like when you truly give your life to god you truly submit yourself to god there's some promises god gives you and some of the promises god gives you is God said he'll be with you. Isaiah 41, verse 10. Also, God said he will guide you. So he's letting you know that he's not going to just leave you stranded. He's not going to leave you to a dead end. And I, that's uh, Isaiah 58, 11. God promised you freedom. And... I don't have a verse, but you know, I, I remember it. It's um for who the sun sets free is free indeed. God also uh gives you peace. And I know when the pandemic hit, you know, a lot of people just were in a frantic, they were just messed up, just everywhere. Including me, till I had to, you know humble myself come to my senses and get my life together and the peace of God is it can be found in Philippians 4 verse 7 and and it says the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ and that's just so major because God promised you his peace, which passes all understanding. And you're going to need that because a lot of times people, we just worry about the dumbest things or we worry about just things we can't control, things we can't change. 
And that's why it's so important to have that peace of God. And also, like I just said, God promises us the, uh, the Holy Spirit, which we talked about in Galatians 5. So, you know, other than, you know, giving y'all just a little bit of life lessons, godly guidance, uh, just where I'm at right now in life in general, like, I just need to continue to put my trust in God because it's just my focus can really stray a lot of times and with saying that I advise people to really seek spiritual counsel from true pastors and by true pastors I say pastors that preach the bible pastors that preach repentance of sins and pastors that love you and don't give you what you want to hear because if you have people or preachers like that, you need to leave that church because they're going to lead you to hell. Because those are the pastors that make God and the Bible just look bad. Like, they make it look terrible. And I know the main issue with a lot of people who go to church sometimes is like the tithing thing but if you don't if you don't break it down for them like tithing is meant to bless the people of the house like bro god don't need your money bro like that's ridiculous and i get it a lot of people be like man your pastor writing this he he and that his house big but like don't get it twisted also like we need to bless the people of the house the man of god the woman of god but all that doesn't go to them it literally goes to the house of god and to the people of the house for the most part but aside from that I would say this because I know me personally, I grew up in the church. Like, I, I grew up in the church. Like, bro, mom would make me bring homework to church. Uh, I'm talking about I'm s- seven years old. Like, hey, son, wake up. Why are you sleeping? Mom, I'm just trying to get a nap. Like, I'm tired. Or, uh, ooh. Boy, I remember them uh them two Sunday services. <laughs> uh hold on. Um uh <laughs> no uh uh let it like the the, pr- the power prayers, boy that that junk going for uh five hours. Yeah. Yeah, nah, don't go because she's trying to eat. We're gonna bring the food to here. Never see that food, boy. But <laughs> But for real though, um, I'm saying that because like, just because you're raised in the church doesn't mean you have Jesus Christ in you. And 
I found that out. And the only reason I'm saying that is because if you don't apply the word of God to your life, you're you're not going to be able to do the things of God. You're not going to be able to move when God tells you to move. You're not going to be able to really do a lot of nothing. And you're not going to be able to have that power God wants to give you. If you just think that, oh, I go to church, I'm saved. Oh, I go to church. Like, God knows me. And in the Bible, it talks about how on Judgment Day, there's going to be people who God tells, depart from me, workers of iniquity. I never knew you. And those are people who think they they have it together. But, like, deep down, there's things they're covering up. And, you know, God deals with the heart. God's not a surface type of person. He's going to see those things that you're concealing. And on Judgment Day, he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. And you're going to go to hell. So, like, I'm saying this because I don't want people to, like, deceive themselves. Like, bro, like, let today be your day to get right. Like, for real. Everybody dies. There's two. There's there's either two lives or there's either two deaths. So, that's for you to decide. And another thing... Just because I know how people are, and I remember reading this verse. That verse was Matthew 10, verse 28. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And with that, the reference verse that, you know, just shed a lot of light towards a lot of things uh proverbs 9 and 10 the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy one is understanding so it's letting it be known that if you're going to fear man who has no power over your soul like you're you're already living a a life that's not worth living but it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the wisdom of God is uncomprehendable unless you have the spirit of God because there's just some things that people who walk around in the flesh they can't comprehend the things of the spirit and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding so God's going to also give you that understanding. He's going to give you the righteous judgments. He's going to give you the know-hows and all that. But you have to fear God. And that fear is it's more of a, a, a reverence to God. Like a, a submitting to God. Like putting God first in your life. appreciate y'all, you know, thank y'all for staying tuned with me, you know, you know, hey, somebody sent me a plate, we're starving, but you know, stay with Nate like that, we out, do your own closing prayers.